The Beckers team is excited to be making our return to in-person events this fall. Join us in September for Beckers Hospital Review 6th Annual Health IT and Revenue Cycle Conference. We have opportunities to attend the in-person program in Chicago and also to join us virtually from the comfort of your own home. For information about registering and to find out if you are eligible to attend free of charge, reach out to us at registration at beckershealthcare.com. This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Kristen Castellano. Kristen's the Vice President of Customer Experience Channels at Banner Health. Banner Health has been way out in front in terms of customer experience, how to look at things, address them, very forward thinking on a lot of these issues. Thrilled to get a chance to visit with Kristen today. Kristen, can you take a moment to introduce yourself and tell us about customer experience and, and how you look at customer experience channels in healthcare today? Thank you, Scott. Um, so in this role, I'm accountable for the overall leadership of a very diverse 800-member uh, customer experience team. Uh, my team is responsible for over 20 million inbound and outbound customer contacts. So about 16 million of those are in the phone channel and about 4 million have been online self-service channels. Um, I also lead um, the email marketing team that sends content with very specific calls to action uh, to target audiences about 70 million times a year. Uh, so we're, we're big and we're trying to scale um, and get better for our customer experiences. Um, our team serves in both the inpatient and outpatient experiences, so our scope and intentions are to be substantially broader than appointment scheduling, so we create an integrated experience across our continuum of care at Banner. Um, we're constantly learning not only what our customers need, uh, but with the use of digital tools, the best way to communicate with them under the particular circumstance or transaction. So I guess you'd say in simple terms, my team strives each and every day to perfect the customer experience at Banner by coordinating access across channels. So, so 800 people on the team. Talk about what that looks like today. Is that when people have their choice of channel, whether to schedule an appointment, follow up, experience, how they're worked with, how does that break down between phone and mobile and, and, and sort of, um, you know, doing it on the internet or, or, or you know, not on internet versus by phone? And, and, and is there different desires for that experience based on age level, other categories? How does some of that start to break down? So we have about 650 phone agents. So the bulk and still preferred channel at this point, especially during the pandemic, has been through the phone. But 150 people have been dedicated to really launching our digital front door tools. Uh, that includes, again, text-type uh, work, email-type work, and really the design behind that. And I think what we've learned is technology is about 25% of things. The other part of it is really getting the design and the people and the structure to support for that to happen. Uh, what is kind of driving us um, to that kind of hybrid world, if you will, is really saying more straightforward tasks should be moved to self-serve, and if the task is more complex, it moves to a person-assisted model. This year, because of the pandemic, things were a little more complex, so we saw close to 16 million calls with that. Uh, but I think in either way, whether it's a straightforward self-serve model or a more complex model, the people need structures, processes, um, and things to really support efficiency in that. I think the other um, important point is that you have to coordinate across channels. If there is any sort of um, 
opportunity or misunderstanding in a self-serve channel, it typically results into a phone call. And we're, we're of the philosophy, one call does it all. So we don't want those sort of redundancies. In, in, in are 600 phone people, phone agents, magnificent. Are they all located in one place in Arizona? Or where, how, do you, how do you manage that? What does that look like today? So at Banner, we're across six states. Um, with the outbreak of the pandemic, we had already had the tools in place. So we have a cloud-based phone technology. Uh, we have a CRM tool that allows us to really understand uh, customer needs across the continuum of care. We have workforce management tools. Uh, within probably five days of the pandemic outbreak, we were able to send uh, most agents in the outpatient space home. So at this point, we've kind of proven with those tools to track, trend, and monitor uh, accuracy and um, volumes. We can actually do it in any location. Um, so at this point, um, we do have, because of new employees, we have um, training sites. Some of that is virtual. Some of it is face-to-face. Um, we have um, hubs in uh, Tucson, uh, Phoenix, um, and NOCO, uh, but a, a lot of our agents are working from home. So it's, it's very different than just a few years ago, where it was these big bullpens of people in cubicles and so forth. It's very different. There's still some of that, but a lot of it now is dispersed to their own locations and so forth. It must be a fascinating evolution to sort of watch and manage. Um, it is a fascinating evolution. I, again, I think the digital, digital tools give us the capabilities um, to, to really reevaluate what are the needs, what, what is the best design, and to give um, agents feedback. So we, we also have automated training tools to relearn. If you forget something, we do a lot of Zoom sessions, things that weren't typically um, available before. So, yeah, it, it is pretty fascinating. And talk about sort of the typical experience in calling your health system for either a result or to schedule something or to talk through something. When it, when it goes poorly, you're calling, you're on hold for a while, waiting for somebody. You're then, um, you know, then when you do get them on the phone, they can't really schedule what they need because they got to transfer to somebody else. How much effort is made to try and simplify that for the patient, the consumer, to avoid those kinds of problems, how much of the focus is, how do we make this so that they call one person, that one person can really take care of what they need? What's, what's the, what does greatness look like in, in doing what you do? Well, as I mentioned, we, we do aim for one call does it all. I think the best way to do that, because I think the other thing that we've learned is one size does not fit all customers or service types. So typically our approach to that is the pilot. When we did online scheduling, for example, we launched with primary care again, because it was routine and a little more straightforward, we standardized that, uh, put it into the self-serve channel, but we also saw that we got a lift in the phone uh, channel as well as you begin to simplify those templates and standardized processes. So the, uh, the, the process improvement actually lifts both channels and does better. We take those learnings, we take the analytics, and then we say, okay, now how do we move this to the next area? And then we move into specialty care. So I think a, a combination of recognizing that you can't just blanket um, a solution and working is really kind of the, the secret sauce behind, um, you know, that pathway to greatness. And what's it like to um, hiring for, for the 800 people in customer experience? 
What does that look like today in the time of labor shortages and challenges and so forth? How do you keep that team excited, engaged, and positive? Because if they're not positive, the customer experience doesn't work. What does hiring and retention look like today? I mean, almost no matter where you are, it's hard for it to be easy because it's just a challenging labor market. What does that look like? Any thoughts there? Uh, yeah, so I think the, the guiding principle behind that is in customer experience, we're really trying to solve for three stakeholders. That's a customer, the agent, and the physicians and clinical teams. When you take it to the agents, what you think about is you really have to meet them where they are. So some agents want to work from home and some agents do not. So we actually give them a preference in, um, in, in terms of work environment now. So I think that, that's kind of the first thing. The second thing is we've given them a very clear vision about um, where we're headed um, from an innovation standpoint, and they're, they're inspired and excited um, by that. We, we've developed a campaign this year called Your Call, Our Calling to help them understand their purpose in supporting the community. So I think giving them clear purpose, clear vision, and then the digital tools that they need to actually do the job um, has been very, very helpful um, in doing that. I think in addition to work from home or work on site, the third thing that we're doing now, which is pretty innovative, and again, we're in a pilot um, for this, is uh, what we're calling on-demand hiring. And I guess the easiest thing to liken it to would be uh, an Uber or Lyft bottle. So we have uh, predictive analytics that allow us to see when are we going to have peaks um, in volume. Mondays would be a perfect day. Day after holiday would be another day uh, where you would expect those peaks. So we're offering shift bids and getting individuals. They may be retirees. They may be veterans. They may be uh, full-time workers who are ready to go part-time and putting them into this pool to actually see if we can address variability. Um, not just volume, and um, that has, is working. We, we're in a pilot. It is working well, and our intention, again, is to try to expand that into other areas. Uh, fantastic. And talk for a moment about lessons that you learned during the pandemic. What are a couple core lessons you learned about? I mean, must have been so many, quite frankly, just a, a huge evolution because people working at home versus in person and how you get better and better with dealing with very frantic people, very concerned about COVID. What are some of the lessons you learned during the pandemic, Kristen? Well, I would say the pandemic was the ultimate business stress test. And really, if you have a team that's looking at it creatively, you can say, wow, it creates pressures and volume and variability, but it also puts spotlights on your strengths and weaknesses as an organization. And I think this has really allowed us to leverage our strengths to address those opportunities that are now so clearly in front of us. Um, what I mean by that, probably the three best examples would be uh, what I mentioned before, which is meet patients and customers where they want to be met. Um, I'll give you an example. Currently, we send out about 55,000 physician appointment notifications each week. A majority of our patients prefer that we use text as a channel for appointment reminders, but 41% of them still prefer voice or email options. So we want to respect those differences, and we want to use channels based on patient preferences. So I think that was one um, that we learned in the pandemic that an online tool would not solve it all, that you might have uh, certain groups who just didn't um, have the ability or the desire to use that. So that's the first thing. I think the second thing is doing the right thing is not the same as doing the right thing at scale. So continuing with these hybrid models will help us uh, be able to do that. And I think the number one question we're asking is, can the model be sustained 
under the weight of success, meaning as volume picks up, can we continue to do this? And um, it's really forced us to repurpose tools. Uh, that makes us more cost effective and quicker at responding to needs. So I think that was the second learning. And then the, the, the last one around that is um, it's not just volume, it's variability in the volume. So uh, the, the digital tools along with these innovative staffing models are really helping us address that. Magnificent. Talk for a moment about what are you most excited about this year? Where, where are you most focused this year? And I want to come back to one thing you said a moment ago. 41% of people still want to be contacted by email or phone, whatever it is. A certain amount want to be contacted by text. Can a health system and does a health system have to be all things to all people? Does it have to have these modalities so that they're, they're really the most pleasing to everybody? Or can they sort of push everybody to say our dominant modality is going to be text, but if you really want to, we'll email and call you? Or, or is that not part of the solution? Well, I would say, that, so I'll address your first question around what am I most excited about. I think customer experience centers, especially phone channel, are typically the first to hear of unmet customer needs. No matter the channel, if the customer or patient feels that their needs are unmet, uh, the first thing they do is typically pick up the phone and call us. And in that way, we're kind of a benefactor of those system opportunities. Um, so with the new technologies, and in particular, what I'm most excited about is natural language processing, so NLP, we're able to really house, share, and use very relevant data uh, that we could not do before. So I think to your point, it allows you to prioritize how big of an issue is this, where do we want to spend our energy and our resources to do it. And so I think uh, customer experience teams now have systematic ways in near real time with this natural language processing to identify, codify, and respond to customer needs and, and to your point, to actually prioritize them. Um, and so I think um, that 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 opportunity is it has way more significance um, I think than than many of us realized that originally we were using NLP for agent training only, but I think it has a lot more uh, broad sweeping implications to really help us perfect the customer experience with this new real time data source fascinating so I'll ask you one final question, Kristen, and thank you for taking the time today. What are you most excited about this year i mean what a, what a big job you have particularly in this changing world? where so much of this comes through customer experience and these channels, where they're the talking to people, the internet, whatever it is. And, and I love the concept of trying to fix everything in one call, because that's what we all want. What are you most excited about this year? Well, I'm most excited about um, working towards making, I mean, customers want and need convenient access. And I think what we're really trying to do is use a combination of technology, people, and process to create uh, the most convenient um, experience for our customers. Um, and continuing that, as I said, in pilots and in segmented prioritized groups to actually do it uh, to make a meaningful difference. And I think that's just inspiring, um, inspiring to do. Well, I mean, it's exciting what you do and it's so important and what a huge team you have doing it. Uh, Kristen, continue good luck with, with this role. Just fascinating to see how the world is evolving and the world of delivering experiences is evolving. I hear so much from systems that they're, one of their top goals is to be the most connected to their patients, you know, with all this competition out there. And what you're doing is a big part of that. So thank you for sharing your thoughts and what you do with us today. Thank you very much.